Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Have you ever wondered why the news plays the same five stories again and again? Let me give you a little hint. Brainwashing and repetition is the most basic form of brainwashing. Join me as we look at the news cycle and talk about why the mainstream media is so gutless and afraid to report the truth. Troubled Minds News. I am your host, Michael Strange, and this is the show where the conspiracy is the news and vice versa. And of course, uh, that's why we do it. Uh, this, this show spawned from uh, the other show. The other show, of course, would be called Troubled Minds, and uh, we talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about over there, which, of course, aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, etc., so on. Uh, this this show here, the news show, is more uh, so- suited and aimed at uh, a kind of a, a more bite-sized piece of, pieces of the news. We do, like, uh, quick news hits and uh, try and keep up with what the hell's going on in the world out there. And, uh, you know, a little bit, little bit more conspiracy type stuff and a little bit less uh, paranormal or aliens type stuff but uh, we mix it up and uh, hopefully uh, keep you keep you on your toes and surprised about what's happening here uh, so that's what's uh, that's what this show's about that's what this show's always been about it was part of uh, the the larger show troubled minds and uh, we used to do a news segment and in that news segment it just continued to grow and grow and grow and it basically started to take over the whole damn show so it seemed uh, to actually make sense to just uh, Turn, in, turn this into its own show. And so here we are. Here we are doing it. And uh, as you know, if you guys have been listening, thank you all for being, I see you in the chat out there. Thank you all for being enthusiastic about the show. Here's the thing. This is live. If you want to, we've always recorded these shows live. So if you want to be part of the show at any point, you can give us a call at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. You can also go to troubledminds.org, the official website, and click the Discord link and join the show that way and uh, we do it both ways and yeah that's what's up that's what's up one moment as i turn up my volume here okay so uh let's uh let's do it let's get to the news shall we let's get to the news let's see let's get to this right here let's get to this uh let's go with cnbc and uh and in now this is this is a Speaking of conspiracy and <laughs> conspiracy news, check this out. This is a little bit crazy. So uh, CNBC reports this. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas says federal marijuana laws may be outdated. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe outdated, right? Okay. Well, th- this is this is the uh, the no shit Sherlock moment of the uh, of the hour here. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, Ju- uh, Clarence Thomas uh, gets a lot of flack for being a conservative uh, Supreme Court justice, of course, because you're not allowed to be a conservative anymore. It's against the rules. 
It means you're, you hate old people. It means you hate young people. It means you hate black people. It means you hate white people. It means you hate all the people. Actually, except it means you hate all the people except for uh, white supremacists. That's what being a conservative means these days, if you ask the, uh, the wrong people. But in any case, so uh, Clarence Thomas here, uh, let's just read some of this. Uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas on Monday said that federal laws against the sale and cultivation of marijuana are inconsistent, making a national prohibition unnecessary. Uh, a prohibition on interstate use or cultivation of marijuana may no longer be necessary or proper to support the federal government's piecemeal approach. Thomas, one of the court's most conservative justices, wrote in a statement. The court's justice, uh, uh, sorry, the court's decision not to hear a new case related to tax deductions claimed by a Colorado medical marijuana dispensary prompted Thomas to issue a statement that more broadly addressed the federal marijuana laws. Uh, Thomas stated in two th- that a 2005 ruling in Gonzalez versus Rach in particular, which determined that the federal government could enforce prohibition against marijuana possession, may be outdated. Now, so uh, clearly, uh, if you guys aren't paying attention or or could care less possibly in this in this case uh marijuana of course is uh is one of those ones that's uh those you know they they call in 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 the the old days when i was young they called it the gateway drug right (laughs) so you you could uh, drink like crazy and it was all fine all fine and well but uh you know the second you smoke a little weed there you go you're about to be a crack hound and uh you know cocaine is next and all the rest of this stuff you know the war on drugs remember remember that whole 80s war on drugs thing yeah well they're still talking about this, and unfortunately, um, you know, it's, of course, uh, lobbyists of, from the alcohol uh, uh, and, uh, of course, tobacco, right? Those, those types are lobbying against this because they're going to cut into their market share, all the rest of this. But in any case, uh, it's, it's kind of uh, becoming legal in different states anyway. So it's legal here in Nevada. I know Colorado has been legal. California has finally just legalized marijuana. And so point being is that uh, it's a little bit ugly that... Uh, it's still kind of prohibited on a federal level, which means the banking uh, situation is very foggy. And a lot of these marijuana businesses do cash business, which is like um, not so safe, right? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're going to get somebody show up with a machine gun and just steal all their cash. Like this is going to be the next uh, uh, super like Grand Theft Auto type heist is uh, taking down these uh, these pot shops because they have so much cash on them, cash and weed. Anyway, so so point being that um, the, no shit. I mean, come on, uh, just just get it right, people. Now, and this is this is part of the part of the thing with government too. Like, there's so many obvious things that so many people are just like, come on, really? Are we still? T- talking about this and yeah we're still talking about this and um, like i said the speed of government is atrociously slow and uh, not only that they're clearly unbelievably out of touch because they have to uh of course uh pacify their donors and all the rest of this bs so anyway just i want to point this out that yeah no shit federal marijuana laws may be outdated yeah Congratulations. And of course, this is going to be controversial because uh, because Cl- uh, Clarence Thomas said it. <laughs> it's just so stupid, the world we live in. Anyway, all right, let's go to, uh, oops, uh, oops, all right. First, let's, uh, let's get the, uh, yeah, there we go. All right, this is from uh, UPI.com. Now, this is a little bit cool, though. Uh, interesting, interesting stuff happening out there in the solar system. Uh, so, Mega Comet, 60 miles wide is about to fly through the solar system. All right. Actually, I didn't link that first one. Let's do that. Uh, so we talked about this a little bit, very much briefly on uh, Troubled Minds a couple nights ago, uh, last week sometime. But uh, there's there's this thing going on. There's this thing actually happening with this, uh, this mega comet. And it's coming from, let's just read it, June 28th. A comet unlike any other recorded in history is on a trajectory to zip through the inner solar system in less than a decade. But astronomers say this one actually isn't anything to lose sleep over. Comet 2014 UN2 was first observed during a mission called the Dark Energy Survey in 2014. But Skywatchers didn't realize that the data was showing a comet until just this month. Mm, That's heartening, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, Pedro Bernadelli and Gary Bernstein were the two people who made this realization, giving Comet 2014 UN271 a name that rolls off the tongue a bit easier. Comet Bernadelli Bernstein. How is that easier? (laughs) The, 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 The discovery could be one for the record book 
books, leading some to call it a mega comet. It is estimated to be between 60 and 230 miles wide, which could make it the largest comet ever discovered, according to EarthSky. To put the the size in context, Halley's Comet is about 3.5 miles wide. New York City's Long Island is 118 miles long, and part of Florida Peninsula is 160 miles across. So this thing uh, is between 60 and 230 miles, so... We're talking possibly the entire size of the the Florida Florida Peninsula. I mean, that's that's crazy. That's a big ass comet, right? Uh, so here we go. Despite its size, experts say the comet is nothing uh, for for the people of Earth to worry about. But there is the chance that it could put on a show in the sky on its first trip to the inner solar system in the far future. So so we, uh, we did talk about this, and it's not, this isn't going to be like the uh, the dinosaur Chicxulub impact, uh, you know, re- rebooted or anything like that. Uh, it's supposed to, uh, as we stated before when we first talked about this, it's supposed to actually come as close as Saturn, somewhere in that range, so kind of a, an elliptical orbit underneath the flat plane of Saturn, which we talked about in the, in the Troubled Mind show a little bit. So it's, it's supposed to come close in the year 20. 31, I believe, 2032. Uh, they don't know exactly when yet, but they're they're estimating all this stuff and pretty pretty neat. I mean, this comet is gigantic, and some some uh, clickbait headlines have said uh, recently that it's uh, you know a planet size or a size of a moon, a small moon, things like this. You know, uh, well maybe maybe not because they don't they don't know the exact size of this thing yet, but they do know it's massive. And uh, this is the type of thing that could ruin your day if it landed on you, right? <laughs> Pretty sure. Uh, so, so there you go. Uh, but this is what's happening out there in the solar system, and we won't we won't actually possibly get to see it until probably a decade from now, 2031, 2032, something like that. Uh, but it is on the way, coming out from the Oort cloud, and it is a mega comet, an actual mega comet, at least 60 miles wide. Now that's huge. Now that's absolutely massive. So, yeah, uh, I. I don't think we should worry, but um, yeah, oh, there's a pretty cool graphic actually of, of uh, where this thing's going to pass. See the uh, so the white line here is uh, it kind of goes underneath the orbit of uh, the the entire the orbits of the entire solar system. It'll just kind of fly down through the uh, there you go there you go anyway right right through the Saturn orbit uh, and yeah pretty cool stuff pretty cool stuff so we'll keep an eye on this as so think about how amazing this is we've got 10 years of clickbait for this uh for the the tabloids in the uk to be like ah massive comets coming it could signal the end of humanity right how many how many clickbaits do you think titles do you you think we get in the next 10 years based on just this thing alone yeah we'll see we'll see okay let's uh let's continue shall we let's move on uh this is ars Technica and uh, pretty good stuff. Link in my sources as always. Here we go. Uh, okay, newly discovered supernova, maybe same type as the one observed in 1054, the year 1054. Uh, SN2018ZD meets all the criteria for an electron capture supernova. More space news, like I said. I kind of like space news because it's um, it's really difficult to politicize space news. So, <laughs> with that said, uh, let's uh, let's look at this. Let's look at this. And until, of course, the Mars colonists are trying to leave the federal uh, federation of planets or whatever the hell it's going to be then we'll be able to politicize space news until then no not quite yet here we go around july 4th 1054 chinese astronomers recorded a guest star that shone so brightly it was visible in broad daylight for 23 days the remnants of that long ago supernova that formed the crab nebula was has long been of great interest to astronomers some have hypothesized that sn1054 as it is now known was a new rare type of supernova first described by a physicist some 40 years ago a team of astronomers has now identified a second recent supernova dubbed sn 2018 zd that meets all the criteria for this new type according to a new paper published in the journal nature astronomy thereby providing a vital missing link in our knowledge of stellar evolution and here's that paper do you guys want to see it like i said i'm not in the not in the business of reading uh, uh scientific papers on air 
Because, well, <laughs> uh, I'd bore you to tears. But there it is. The electron capture origin of supernova 2018ZD. So this article continues. Uh, the, the uh, hold on, let's see, where are we? Where did I leave off? Let's see. Da, da, da. There are two types of known supernova, depending on the mass of the original star. An iron core collapse supernova occurs with massive stars, greater than 10 solar masses, which collapse so violently that it causes a huge catastrophic explosion. And uh, let's see, the other, uh, let's see, da, 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 da. Uh, the temperatures and pressures become so high that the carbon in the star's core begins to fuse. This halts the core's collapse, at least temporarily, and this process continues over and over with progressively heavier atomic nuclei. Most of the heavy elements in the periodic table were born in the intense furnaces of exploding supernovae that were once massive stars. When the fuel finally runs out entirely, the iron core collapses into a black hole or neutron star. Alright, there you go. Like I said, space news, space news, hard to politicize it, and uh, that's why I love it. That's why I love it. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. What's up, guys? I'm reading the chat. How, how is everybody? Cheers. Cheers. What's up? Uh, late. You're okay. You're just okay to be late, Eli. You're always on time. Uh-oh. What is this? What is this? What is going on here? All right. So I think we have a caller. Let's, uh, let's go to the caller. If we have a caller out there testing one, two. Speaking of calling, if you want to be part of the show, you can be part of the show at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Uh, caller, what's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hi. Um, my name's Jim. Uh, I'm a big fan of your show. Thanks, Jim. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Uh, yeah. Um you know, I just want to call in and say that um, I heard about this guy. His name's Ash. Uh, he's a reptilian, and he's <laughs> going to conquer the planet, and he's the best. Oh, he's That's... the best. He's the best conqueror of the planet. I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's really handsome, too. You know, oh. well, reptilian standards. Well, you know it is. sounds like you're yeah. on the intergalactic payroll to say nice things about this Ash fellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to China first, and they wouldn't take me. So um, then I tried Mossad and the CIA, but the CIA is woke now. You got to do the woke thing. So I don't know. So I just yeah, <laughs> just signed up. Uh, all right, what's up, brother? How are you? Welcome to the show. What's, what's up, man? What's hey? What are you talking about tonight? You know, uh, t tonight? No, nothing tonight. Tomorrow. Uh, this this is just a news show, my man. We're just kind of hanging out, talking about the news, and of course, oh, you know, cool. it's it's all over the damn place. There's a, a planet-sized asteroid. There's a marijuana laws. Oh. There's a you know space news about uh, some some uh, neutron stars. That's as far as we got. That's as far as we got. Cool. Well, I got I got a little news. I don't know if you're, you're getting to it, but uh, I just saw Jeremy Corbell went on um, Fox, and he said that he's dropping some more UFO videos tomorrow. And that he claims it'll be everywhere, all over the place. So uh, I wanted to come on and say that. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, he was actually on Coast to Coast last night. I uh, listened to that while I was doing some work here. And uh, I don't know. He also said he was going to release that information on Friday when the report came out. And he's late. So sorry, Corbell. Wow. You're late, buddy. You're late. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what kind of stuff comes out. He he does get uh, contacted quite a lot by you know insiders. They say that send him information and stuff. But I don't know. You got to be careful, guys, because there's a thing. I'll pull it up in a sec. Actually, on the topic here, is that uh, there's a, a Reddit thing going around. I don't know if you've seen it, uh, where it's a, a fake triangle UFO splashing into the water. You seen this, Ash? I see so many fake videos. It's tough to, you know, I see, usually it's like yeah. pretty obvious now, you know, how, how, how fake they are, but some of them, they're getting better, which is kind of like, you know, if I was the government and I, the Pentagon and I wanted to cover it up, what I would do is I would just pump out fake videos and post them to UFO groups and I would just, it would just cloud everything right and uh, maybe that's kind of what's going on. But uh, yeah, is it, so you, so it's been confirmed fake this uh, triangle one. Yeah, so definitely. Uh, so they not only have they confirmed it, it's a fake. They've actually traced traced uh, down the actual stock footage they used for the ocean. Uh, where so basically they took a picture of a whale jumping out of the out of the water. They photoshopped out the whale uh, and then put the 
triangle UFO crashing into the water, so it looked like the splash was a natural splash. But they forgot to Photoshop out just a smidge of the whale, so you can see what what happened there. I'll pull that up and link it. <laughs> <laughs> right? And this I don't is know. The maybe the maybe the whale was covering the UFO. It was using cloaking. <laughs> whale technology right you're like oh wow look at that beautiful whale nope it's aliens nope it's an alien <laughs> whale it's an alien whale yeah i mean i think that's the thing here is that uh it, it just uh and you make a good point that if you were the government you just pump out a bunch of fake shit kind of like tom DeLong was doing by the way uh so on his twitter account on his instagram and once you do that right you can really obfuscate what's happening in the sky i mean we still see the things but uh, it's kind of a, the narrative building philosophy Philosophy, right that's kind of how they do that right. stuff yeah unfortunately well which with jeremy coming jeremy has to be careful because um it's kind of like the movie batman begins you know how like uh, uh harvey he puts all the criminals in jail right and at the end of the movie spoilers it's man it's a whole movie um batman sacrifices himself and his reputation for harvey so the reason is because if harvey if he gets you know, character assassinated, the whole thing loses credibility. Everything falls apart. Criminals uh, start getting out, getting away with stuff. So it's the same thing. It's like if Jeremy comes out and posts some stupid video and he gets it on Fox News and CNN and stuff like that, it'll just ruin the whole credibility behind everything and the mo- it'll stifle the momentum. So it's like I'm excited for it, but I'm a little a little like scared. You know that it could be um, something dumb. <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, it's it's uh, something dumb is his middle name. Here we go. Here's here's an actual article. Well, while we're talking about it, I may as well pull this up and put it on the stream. Uh, this is uh, this is actually done by the Black Vault, and you can see I shared it on the uh, in the chat there. So this is the Black Triangle UFO photos surface on Reddit. This is June 2021. It is brand new. This just hit, and uh, I actually should have pulled this out. So I'm glad you popped in and said this. It reminded me of this particular thing. So you can see there's like a what appears to be a triangle UFO uh, flying around doing its thing, and it appears to crash into the water. But this is that that whale shot and the the Photoshop, and there's like. Uh, of course, right? The the people are that are good at this stuff are on this, and they're they're you know they're cross checking all the uh, the background water with like the, the stock footage websites and all this shit. Like like it's good. This is a good thing that people are kind of skeptical about these things and trying to uh, out the the liars because this is uh yeah. I mean, if you look at it though, I don't know if you've seen the actual photos. It's up on the stream if you're watching. It's uh this thing looks fake. I mean, it, it literally looks like a you know like a photoshopped object to me. It's it's kind of got that weird texture to it, you know, when they kind of make it just a smidge blurry so it doesn't seem like it's popping out of the picture, like fake style. You know what I mean? Anyway. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. And you can see them from a mile away. And so I'm a part of a lot of groups where I just kind of keep tabs to get content for, you know, our shows and for my channel. And, man, I just see so much crap pop up. And I'm worried that as technology progresses, it's going to get to the point where even like the people who are doing like low effort, you know, videos, they're going to be somewhat convincing. So then the really good fake ones are going to be really hard to debunk. And, you know, with AI and all this kind of stuff and the tools that are coming out, it, it might get there. And it's, um, then it's like, I mean, it's already at the point where it's like, if I, I was trying to argue with a friend, he, I was like, Hey man, your photo disclosure will never officially happen. He's like, Oh, you know, I, I was like, what could I possibly show you? I, what, I can't show you anything because anything could be fake. It could all be fake, right? It could be staged. Like, um, you know, people on, with YouTube channels are producing stuff that looks better than movies these days. So there's literally nothing I could show you unless Bleeblop 5 comes down and gives you a smooch right on your own lips. You know, you're not going to believe it. And even if you see a UFO in the sky right in front of you, you're like, well, you know, you don't know if that's the government or whatever. So there's almost nothing except for the government officially coming out and saying it. And that's probably never going to happen. So I don't know. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. With that said, we got to take a quick break. Uh, quick 30 seconds here that uh, you want to hang on. Asher, welcome to go or welcome to stay, of course. And I'm going to just uh, play a quick commercial. 
Don't go anywhere. More Troubled Minds after the break from our, the word from our sponsor, which of course is you. Are you digging the show? If so, you can support us quite easily and at no additional cost to you if you already have an Amazon Prime account. Since we stream on Twitch every day, all you have to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account and they give you free games on a monthly basis for your personal use and also a bonus $5 a month to send to your favorite streamer as a way to bring more people to Twitch. And all you have to do is sync up to two accounts and click subscribe thanks for considering us all right there it is simple as that so you guys know the drill with that stuff thanks again to the folks that have uh, subbed up to the channel and uh let's move on move on shall we anything else on that last stuff there ash i'm gonna keep on trucking here got lots of news to get to you do it you do it man i'm, li- I'm just listening now you know <laughs> right, cool welcome you're welcome to pop in whenever here etc so on let's go dailybeast.com reports this youtube bans and then unbans right right wing watch a media watchdog devoted to exposing right wing conspiracies now this is just another example of the censorship gone haywire so uh right wing watch is basically uh they would be the guys that are going after the q people right the uh the the 17th letter folks the uh you know these type of conspiracies and so uh, uh oddly enough uh they they can't even get it right uh which side they're on they're like okay ban them oh well crap no they're exposing the conspiracies of the right wings so uh uh there we go and uh yeah yeah i mean i don't know this is this is a little bit crazy right wing watch was banned while the right wing extremists they merely they merely expose via the platform continue to publish misinformation on youtube and so so that's the best part here right so (laughs) <laughs> you, 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 like you literally just can't even make this stuff up youtube is so inept that it's called right wing watch and so they ban them. here we go right wing watch's youtube channel was mistakenly suspended this is a quote from uh, a youtube spokesperson but upon further repeat review has now been reinstated a youtube spokesperson told the daily beast on monday afternoon the social media site also suggested that the issue was a mistake due to high volume of content and they attempted to move quickly to undo the ban uh, right right wing watch also confirmed that the youtube informed the site on monday afternoon that their channel was back online so there you go they can't even get their shit straight they're just like oh crap it says right wing ban it ban it ban it and then all the while like they're saying the people that are actually uh you know spreading conspiracy theories those dirty conspiracy theorists they're still out there spreading misinformation how dare they right how dare they i don't have my greta button right to play the how dare they I just upgraded a hard drive, and my shit's all kind of a mess. All right, let's continue, shall we? Uh, all right, so this is this is an interesting one here that uh, we we talk about CRISPR from time to time, the genetic uh, genetic altering um, uh, uh, technology, and uh, this this is uh, it's it's making leaps and bounds. Check this out. This is from sciencemag.org. CRISPR injected into the blood treats a genetic disease for the first time. And, uh, yeah, uh, so the gene editor CRISPR excels at fixing disease mutations in lab-grown cells. But using CRISPR to treat most people with genetic disorders requires clearing an enormous hurdle, and that would be getting the molecular scissors into the body and having it slice DNA in the tissues where it's needed. Now, in a medical first, researchers have injected a CRISPR drug into the blood of people born with a disease that causes fatal nerve and heart disease and shown that in three of them it nearly shut off production of toxic protein by their livers so here we go i'm not exactly positive here what's uh if this is a good or a bad thing it sounds you know it's being framed in this article like it's a good thing but uh, of course uh like like always we try and weaponize everything because we're people and uh who knows what kind of stuff they can do with this uh, if they can do this other these other things so here we go although it's too soon to know whether the CRISPR treatment will ease the symptoms of the disease no that notice I, I tried to say this three times before we started this and i, I still can't do it the, the, the disease is known as transthyretin amyloidosis yeah anyway the preliminary data reported today are generating excitement about what could be a lifetime a one-time lifelong treatment quote these are stunning results says gene editing researcher and cardiologist kiran musunuru of the university of of pennsylvania who was not involved in the trial it exceeds all my expectations so 
This is good, right? I mean, medical breakthroughs are good. Yeah. I mean, technology is good. Science is good. This stuff is all good. But um, uh, this CRISPR stuff, they're using it for some other interesting. And uh, yeah, there you go. Let's. Uh, Helena's got it right. Let's file this under what could go wrong uh, by uh, just, you know, uh, changing people's genetics with a quick little pill or whatever the hell they're going to do here. So in any case, I don't know. I don't know the answers to these things. You know me. I'm not trying to tell you what the answer is. I'm saying that maybe this could be a good thing. Maybe it could, you know, be used for the forces of evil, but we won't know until uh, I guess time will tell. Time will tell. Let's keep on trucking. Here's another uh, one of my favorite uh, favorite uh, favorite topics, the government and the government uh, seizing money or gold. Check this out. The FBI searched a cave for Civil War gold, fearing Pennsylvania officials would seize it. New court documents show. Now, this is a this is a pretty nice long article. If you want to read through it, uh, long story short, there was uh, some gold. Actually, let's read the the, the first paragraph here because it kind of sets the stage for the rest of it. Uh, it was the summer of 1863, and Union Lieutenant Castleton and his men were lost. They were transporting a large quantity of gold bars hidden in a in false bottomed wagons from Wheeling, West Virginia. To to the U.S. Mint in Philadelphia, and had paid a local guide uh, to, to a local to guide them through the hills. Now they were going around in circles. The guide had taken off with two horses, and Castleton was ill. They decided to separate. A small party would go help find uh, would, would go find help, while Castleton and Sergeant Mike O'Rourke stayed behind with the gold. Uh, neither the gold nor the men were ever seen again. So there you go. Uh, gold gold bars from the Civil War disappeared right as you would expect and uh there you go that's the story but now not only that we have these treasure hunters that think they found this this particular uh, cache of gold and uh in in a cave so they had some uh, some actual uh, meter readings of uh gold uh not gold but let's say metal behind a, a particular uh false back of a man-made cave and so they they determined that it's possible this was the deal right but of course you can't just dig in these places you to get permits from the government and all the rest of this so the word gets out and what do you know the fbi comes in yep that's right so the fbi comes in and they search the cave now because of course if these guys these treasure hunters these private amateur treasure hunters if they find it it's it is federal property this gold but if they find it they're entitled a finder's fee of up to 40 percent and we're talking about billions of dollars in gold at this point with inflation right so uh the FBI sneaks in and does a search of the cave and says, well, nothing's here. Case closed. <laughs> Case closed. Right. It's like, and these guys are like, wait, what, what, when, like, you know, they swoop in in the, in the dark of night. And uh, anyway, uh, let's see for, for years, the FBI declined to say what it was looking for in the cave. It now says that when it searched the cave, it came up empty and considers the case closed according to the ap you know the paratus and a former wall street journal investigative reporter say the fbi is lying and uh, the paratus are the, the people here that were uh, the treasure hunters that are trying to find this gold anyway you get the point right this is a little bit uh a little bit strange to me that uh, again right like the the government just does it's it's dirtiest and it's best to just screw us out of our taxes all the time i knew it don't get me started on taxes it's my trigger word but but then we have a situation where these guys do a possible good deed. They find gold that will go back to the Treasury, back from the Civil War time. And the FBI swoops in in front of them to try and get it, retrieve it for themselves, for the government, without having to pay these guys the finder fee, right? You see the way this shit works? They want they want to have their cake and they want to eat it too. And it's a bunch of bullshit if you ask me and it sucks. But anyway, interesting, interesting read. If you want to check this out, uh, pretty good stuff. And yeah, so that the FBI says case closed, case closed. There's no gold here, nothing to be seen. And uh, wink, wink. I'm sure that's completely the truth, right? Completely the truth. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, okay. So anyway, let's continue. Shall we? Let's continue the, uh, the, the, again, the government doing the 
the right thing, right? The the il- illusion of uh, uh, the world we live in. All right, so let's see. What else do we got? We got uh, this. Let's go to uh, the New York Post. Now, uh, the as we know, we've talked a lot about the, in the past, you know, several days here, the disclosure initiative coming from the government and all the rest of this stuff. The UFO report finally hit on Friday. We did a special show on Friday. So if you're into that, go check out the special Friday show and you'll see what's going on. But this is uh, from the New York Post. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson believes we are not alone in the universe. And now, this is what I was saying on Friday when we talked about this. I was curious to see how the press sort of um, tried to posture uh, what was happening with um, with uh, with uh, with this disclosure initiative, right? And so here's part of it. Here's part of what they're saying. So this is today, and uh, NASA NASA Administrator Bill Nelson says he doesn't think we are alone after reading the U.S. intelligence community's recent report on UAP, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, adding that the launch of a new telescope later this year could find more planets potentially home to intelligent alien life. An unclassified copy of the report was released on Friday, which confirmed there have been more than 140 UAP sightings with some lawmakers raising concerns that the objects could be controlled by foreign adversaries potentially posing a national security threat. Nelson, a former astronaut who previously served as Florida's senior senator, told CNN on Monday that he has directed scientists to research potential explanations and report back to him. So, there you go. This is uh, some of what the, the press is doing. We have the NASA administrator stepping up and saying, we're not alone, we're not alone, we're not alone here. We're going to get some some money behind this, and we're going to talk to some scientists, and we're going to do our thing, and we're going to find these aliens. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Well, we'll see. Like I said, we'll see, and we'll see how the press reacts this week to the UFO report on Friday. They may lose their damn mind. It may kind of just fizzle out with stuff like this, and uh, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. But uh, I was as curious about what the press would do come Monday and the rest of this coming week uh, as what would happen on Friday when this uh, UAP report finally hit. So. Uh, here's here's the first hint of what may or may not happen, whether it's going to be a cascade of this type of stuff or whether it's going to just disappear from the news cycle. I don't know. But uh, as you know me, I, I pay very close attention to these news cycles to try and figure out what the hell's really going on in the world we live in. So I will continue paying attention. And yes. All right. So let's take a quick break. Actually, if you're listening live, you know, these things go quick. You're listening to conspiracy news. No, you're not. You're listening to troubled minds news. And we will be right back. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Okay, welcome back to Conspiracy News. Let's do this. I'm sorry, with Troubled Minds News. See what I'm doing there? Uh, my, my brain is not right. I haven't had lunch, that's why. I haven't, yeah. Anyway, BBC. Clouds of Venus simply too dry to support life. So you see, look what's happening here. Remember, not too, not too long ago, there was that whole revelation of OMG, phosphine in the atmosphere of venus which is a precursor to life it means that there's no way phosphine could be in the atmosphere unless there was life on venus you remember this not too long ago a couple three months back right well now yep as reported by the bbc clouds of venus are simply too dry to support life so which is it which is it people can you figure this out can you yeah here we go Uh, it's it's not possible for life to exist in the clouds of venus It's simply too dry, says an international research team led from Queen's University, Belfast, United Kingdom. Hopes had been raised last year that microbes might inhabit the Venusian atmosphere given the presence there of gas phosphine, PH3. It was suggested the concentration could not be explained by geological activity alone, but the new Belfast study puts a damper dampener on this idea. Uh, The team assessed what is known about conditions in the clouds gathered by space probes and then looked across the library of life forms on Earth 
to see if any known organisms could persist that challenge in that challenging environment. The clouds are mostly sulfuric acid with a tiny fraction of water. The analysis concluded that the most extreme extremophile, the name for microbes that live in very challenging conditions, wouldn't be able to survive, let alone thrive. Quote, we found not only... Uh, is the effective concentration of water molecules slightly below what's needed for the most resilient microorganism on Earth, it's more than 100 times too low. It's almost at the bottom of the scale, an unbridgeable distance from what life requires to be active, Dr. John Hellsworth from Belfast School of Biological Sciences said. There it is. So like I said, uh, we, can't, we can't ever get anything here. It's all, it's all one thing or it's all the other. It's life, it's not life, extremophiles, Earth. So we're saying now, now think about this. Now, this logic is baffling. Earth extremophiles cannot live on Venus. All right. So clearly it's too dry to support life. But what about extremophiles that are nat- native to Venus? You see what I'm saying? You see what I did there? You see what I did there? Uh, anyway, like, uh, like, you know, I, I understand science is done in laboratories and, you, you know, you got to do the things and, you know, write down the, the results and, you know, repeat them and all that stuff, the scientific method and all that. But this is, uh, this is, th- these are the types of things that are, you know, clickbait at best, uh, or, and I don't know, like kind of grasping at straws at worst here. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what this is or vice. I think I reversed that, but, but in any case, you get what I'm saying. It was phosphine and Venus. We had life in the atmosphere. Now it's too dry, according to these guys, which, by the way, right after that phosphine and Venus thing hit and they talked about life on Venus very shortly thereafter, there was a kind of a backtrack in the media. But no, it it didn't catch it didn't catch fire. Right. Because it doesn't get the clickbait. And when you're like, oh, by the way, we we, we actually found some things that mean this phosphine is not probably not life. But because it's not clickbait worthy. Well, nobody heard about it. We talked about it back when it happened. But you see things rush out people click it they say yay life on venus and then they never circle back and say oh we were wrong well here we go now they're wrong now they're now they're wrong now let's go to space.com speaking of uh planets and uh life on other planets check this out it seems like every every damn new something or other a new news cycle anyway we find something new from uh, mars and this is from space.com mars may have dozens of lakes beneath its south pole oh Sweet. Uh, Scientists have found some intriguing but inconclusive radar signals. So here we go. Much more liquid water may lie beneath the south pole of Mars than scientists had thought. Or there may be something going on down there that they don't fully understand. In 2018, researchers analyzing radar data gathered by Europe's Mars Express spacecraft announced they'd found evidence of a big subsurface lake in the red planet's south polar region. The lake appears to be about 12 miles wide, and and it lies about one mile beneath the dry, frigid surface, the scientists reported. The same core research team soon followed up on the find using the same Mars Express instrument, uh, the Mars Advanced Radar for Subsurface and Ionospheric Sounding, or MARSIS for short, to study the subsurface in a wide area around the apparent lake. The work turned up evidence for three more underground lakes, each of them about six miles wide, the scientists reported last year. So not only do we have underground lakes, we have uh, we have many of them on Mars. And this, this of course, is around the South Pole. But uh, does that really uh, say something about the rest of the planet, possibly, that maybe there's underground lakes all over Mars? Maybe there's life all over Mars. It's just all underground, sort of like many of us have uh, kind of uh, suggested in the past. Uh, who knows? I don't know what this is all about other than uh, we'll keep an eye on it. And the second, uh, the we, we could just, we have an inside source. He, he's AFK now, but we could just ask Mars, uh, ask Ash about the lakes on Mars, which we may do. Uh, let's see. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Uh, I see in the chat. What's up, guys? Thanks for showing up. Thanks for showing up. All right. Uh, let's continue, shall we? There's more. There's always more news because, well... The, the, the clickbait feeds the world. We live in a dystopia run by clickbait. Let's go to this. Now, this is pretty interesting. This is from Wired.com. And uh, 
we, we always talk about on this show, uh, often anyway, how, how the surveillance state works and how we're always being watched, right? Like, don't ever assume that you're not being watched because you're always being watched, right? With everybody with their damn ring doorbells and all this other crap going on. Everybody's always got, got eyeballs on you. And then not only that, those things are connected to central servers, which the police are tapping into. So, yeah, you're always being watched. In any case, check this out. How underground fiber optics spy on humans moving above. Yep, that's right. So, uh, let's see. Uh, so, when last spring's lockdown quieted the Penn State, Penn State campus, and surrounding town of State College, a jury-rigged instrument was listening. A team of researchers from the university had tapped into an underground telecom fiber optic cable, which runs two and a half miles across campus, and turned it into a kind of scientific surveillance device. By shining a laser through the fiber optics, the scientists could detect vibrations from above ground thanks to the way the cable ever so slightly deformed. As a car rolled across a subterranean cable or a person walked by, the ground would transmit their unique seismic signature. So without visually surveilling the surface, scientists could paint a detailed portrait of how a once bustling community ground to a halt and slowly came back to life as the lockdown eased. Now, this is where it gets creepy. They could tell, for instance, that foot traffic on campus almost disappeared in April following the onset of lockdowns and stayed gone through June. But after initially declining, vehicle traffic began to pick up. You can see people walking and still very minimal compared. Uh, walking is still very minimal compared to the normal days, but the vehicle traffic actually is almost back to normal, says Penn State seismologist Taeyeon Zhu, lead author of the new paper describing the work in the journal The Seismic Record. This fiber optic cable actually can distinguish such a subtle signal so they're able to tell who's walking above them without any kind of cameras or anything it's just the seismic data through these uh, fiber optic cables underground right so think about this in terms of like a surveillance state we always talk about cameras and you know recording devices and things like this but you better damn well believe that uh, the people that are interested in uh, surveillance as as a profession already know about crap like this and who knows how long they've been doing these types of things right so just one more thing like when you when you think you're not being watched you are being watched it's just uh it's just the way this goes as above so below says helena and absolutely right what's up alien each better late than never that's okay it's it's monday happy monday by the way uh it's not monday is not as dire as they try and tell us it's okay guys we're gonna make it we're gonna get through it now this one's crazy this one's a little bit nuts this one may turn into a troubled mind show. We'll see. We'll see. From sciencealert.com, a never-before-seen type of signal has been detected in the human brain. Yep. Yep. Scientists have discovered a unique form of cell messaging occurring in the human brain that's not ever been seen before. Excitingly, this discovery hints that our brains might be even more powerful units of computation than we realized. Oh, more and more no shit Sherlock type news. Uh, but anyway, it continues. Early last year, researchers from institutes in Germany and Greece reported a mechanism in the brain's outer cortical cells that produces a novel graded signal all on its own, one that could provide individual neurons with another way to carry out their logical functions. By measuring the electric activity in sections of tissue removed during surgery on epileptic patients and analyzing their structure using fluorescent mic microscopy. Uh, yeah, I think so, that's how you say it. The neurologists found individual cells in the cortex used not just the usual sodium ions to fire, but calcium as well. The combination of positively charged ions kicked off waves of voltage that had never been seen before, referred to as calcium-meditated dendritic Action Potentials, or DCAAPS. Brains, those, uh, especially those of the human variety, are often compared to computers. The analogy has limits, but on some levels they perform ta tasks in similar ways. Both use the power of an electrical voltage to carry out various operations. In computers, it is the form of a rather simple flow of electrons. In neurons, the, the signal is in the form of wave opening and closing channels that exchange charged particles such as sodium, chloride, and potassium. The pulse of flowing ions is called an action potential. So in any case, um, who knew that the brain can do amazing things that uh, we can't even measure, really? And in some cases, we're still trying to figure these things out. 
you know, uh, again, like I say, I, I'm not a one of those science deniers or any of the rest of that. I think science is a fantastic thing. I just hate that uh, it, it, it becomes politicized and clickbaited and all the rest of this stuff. But in any case, this is pretty cool because we're we're maybe here's your sixth sense, right? We've talked about the brain and how uh, like the the adrenaline surges and some things allow people to have superpowers in certain instances. In the past, we've talked about how you could learn how to echolocate by clicking, right? Just simply clicking and, uh, you know, being covering your eyes and like people that were not even blind can learn how to echolocate in as, as few as 10 weeks. We've talked about these things. I mean, the brain is a, is a miraculous uh, organ, let's say. <laughs> I said organ. But uh, you get the point, right? It's, it's uh, we know, we already know, right? We, we are, we're always talking about this type of stuff on Troubled Minds. But uh, this, you know, when science kind of stumbles onto something brand new like this, a never before seen type of signal discovered in the brain, well, it's um, of course, there's going to be many more like this, right? I mean, obviously, I, this is not the end of it. But it is nice to see that uh, we're, we're kind of maybe getting to the bottom of some of these things as uh, more data arises. And um, interesting, though. Interesting stuff. And again, in no shit, Sherlock, uh, the, the, yeah, the brain can do things we never considered. So, yeah, there we go. All right. So, uh, let's see. We've got uh, how's time. We're good. Let's do a quick word from our sponsor again, which is you. And then we'll wrap this up. Oops. No? No? Are you digging the show? If so, you can support us quite easily and at no additional cost to you if you already have an Amazon Prime account. Since we stream on Twitch every day, all you have to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account, and they give you free games on a monthly basis for your personal use, and also a bonus $5 a month to send to your favorite streamer as a way to bring more people to Twitch. And all you have to do is sync up to two accounts and click subscribe. Thanks for considering us. Okay, so James in the chat says, you don't even need to click to figure out what kind of room you're in if you listen. He says, I'm legally blind, so I speak from experience. And there it is, right? So they, they say that uh, people that are blind have, or people that are deaf or whatever they have, uh, the brain compensates and it, more power is put toward other senses. And so as a result, you get, you know, like that daredevil superhero type of, uh, you know, uh, uh, thing with the brain going on where where more since, since you're not using your brain brain power to see or to hear in particular, uh, you can use more brain power to do th these other things. And there you go. There's a, there's a perfect example. You don't even need to click to, to know if the room is large or small or whatever's going on, right? You just listen. You just listen. Ambient noise is a is a beautiful thing, which which they say is the sound of silence, right? But there's still there's still noise. There's still stuff happening. Um, so let's see. What else do we got? Uh, more here. Let's go to CNET. CNET.com. Now, this is pretty interesting, too. If you go back, uh, we talk about ancient civilizations and things like this. Uh, this, is, uh, this is news from China. Dragon Man Skull dumbfounds, digs up doubts about human evolution. And uh, there we go. There we go. I don't know what the heck is going on with this, but uh, let's find out. Let's find out. Uh, let's see. The story goes that a worker in a bridge construction site in the Chinese city of Harbin dug up the skull in 1933, but hid it in a hid it in a well to keep it from falling into the hands of the occupying Japanese army. Its existence was only revealed by the worker's family in recent years and donated to the Haibai Geo University for study. So the, the, an actual skull with the, they're calling it an ancient skull of what could be our closest extinct relative nicknamed Dragon Man. And so let's see, uh, it turns out the worker's intuition that the skull could be significant was correct. Quote, the Harbin fossil is one of the most complete human cranial fossils in the world, says Quang Ji, a professor of paleontology at Haibai Geo University and author of a study on the skull. The, the fossil preserved many details that are critical for understanding the evolution of the Homo genus and the origin of the Homo sapiens. Now, here's the weird part. The Harbin cranium is the true big box of skulls for the Homo genus. It's a massive dome with room for a modern human brain, but with bigger and somewhat squared off eye sockets, imposing brows, wide mouth, and plus-sized teeth. Scientists include G believe the skull thought to have come from a man who lived in to be about 50 years old as a specimen of a previously unrecognized human species dubbed Homo longi, L-O-N-G-I, longi, Homo longi maybe, or dragon man. 
A trio of papers from the researchers was published Friday in a journal called The Innovation and make the provocative suggestion that we are closely related to dragons, or at least to Dragon Man and Dragon Woman. And so notably, uh, the thing that uh, is, is hitting the headlines regarding this particular thing is they're saying that the eye sockets are squared, squared off, right? And so you can see like a, a uh, virtual reconstruction here on the screen if you guys are watching, and I'll full screen it so you can see a little bit better. You can see that the eye sockets are not rounded as you would expect in a modern human skull. They are a little bit squared off. They're a little bit more uh, rectangular, a little larger, and so this does not fall into the normal, right, uh, Neanderthal or any, any other like um, previous uh, what would you call them, proto-humans. Uh, this is something completely new. And so, interestingly, uh, they're calling it Dragon Man, of course, because clickbait, because why the hell not? Dragon Man! It's a hell of a lot better than, uh, you know, a box eye eyeball guy. But uh, Dragon Man, right? Yeah, here we go. So let's see. Let's see what, what comes out of this. But this is uh, this is pretty interesting that we have, uh, as as always, and now, now, now not notably, I say this a lot, is that uh, with ancient history, we're working with like one-tenth of one percent of all the data, right? All the rest of the stuff that's, that's legitimate and will tell us a better story is still in the ground out there. We just haven't found it yet. And so, you know, the only way to find all of it is to dig up the entire earth. And that's, well, that's, that's hard to do, number one. And two, people live in those places. So it's not going to get dug up. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. That's a good question. Why dragon? Why are they calling it a dragon man? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Let's see. Uh, is there a, a actual, let's see. Da, 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 da. No, not really. It doesn't really say why they're calling it a dragon man. But anyway, uh, pretty, pretty good stuff. Like I said, it's, th this is science, right? Like, like we, we are always working with such an unbelievably small amount of data compared to the whole. And so as a result, um, maybe this changes. Maybe this changes the evolutionary structure of what they believe is right. And, uh, you know, the good thing is we're always learning things. The bad news is that uh, we seem to base the entire past on what we know. Right. And I know it's it's kind of like a paradox of, well, if you if you can't base the past on what you don't know. So but what we do know is so flawed and so small in the entire data set that uh, clearly our understanding of history is going to be flawed as well. So, like I said, I'm not a hater of science. I just uh, I hate the clickbait and the, uh, the politicization of it. OK, so anyway, let's continue. Let's keep on trucking, shall we? Now, uh, this is this one's pretty cool, too. This was one of those ones where I saw it and was like, huh. How do I do a troubled mind show about this? I'm not even sure. Uh, but this is from sci-fi.com. Earth has a 27.5 million year heartbeat that seems to align with mass extinction events. Oh, shit, right? In a new update, updated study that Sci-Fi Wire first put to the stethoscope to, to back... Uh, back last year, scientists at New York University have elaborated on their initial research showing that our Earth exhibits a geological heartbeat that pulses at regular intervals every 27.5 million years. By the way, this show's live. You want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. You can join the Discord or go give us a call at troubleminds.org. Phone number's on top. Discord link is there. Back to this. Uh, so in, in the latest report published June 17th in the online journal Geoscience Frontiers, NYU's team of geologists and biologists found more evidence that pivotal events in Earth's more recent history have congregated around Earth-shattering patterns over the past 260 million years. These dozens of epic geologic events range from major crust upheavals, sea level shifts, volcanic eruptions, earthquakes, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, that is real climate change. Quote, for quite a long time, some geologists have wondered whether there's a cycle of around 30 million years in the geologic record, lead author Michael Rampino, a professor of the Departments of Biology and Environmental Studies at New York University, told Life Science. But until recently, poor dating of such events made the phenomenon difficult to study quantitatively. Many... Uh, but may maybe even most geologists would say that the geological events are largely random. In this expanded study, Rampino and his crew engaged in quantitative analysis to determine whether or not these cataclysms were strictly random or if there existed some sort of clustered pattern. After pouring over data and identifying 89 primary geological occurrences that happened over the past 260 million years, the team began to see a rhythm. These events included, but were not limited to, extinction-level events, 
hypoxic ocean cycles caused by oxygen depletion, sea level fluctuations, violent flood basalt eruptions, and shifts in the orientation of Earth's tectonic plates. Pretty cool stuff, right? Uh, the, the heartbeat of the Earth that seems to bring with it every 27.5 million years some sort of a cataclysm. And like we've talked about, right, maybe this is the great filter. Maybe things like this on planets are what keep um, keep uh, the aliens from, uh, you know, from, from being everywhere, from literally uh, going outside and just staring at the sky and waving at the aliens as they fly by, right? Uh, maybe this is the type of thing that happens geologically, or we've talked about uh, different cycles, different long cycles in the Earth and how uh, it, it seems to be a limiter of uh, technology of sorts, right? If something happens, uh, like, like right now, now, let's say we have a super volcano blow. That's it. We're back to the Stone Age, right? Like tons of people dead. And uh, we we have to basically start from scratch again and re- redo all the technology. So in any case, I don't know. Like, I don't know what this means other than I think it's a pretty, uh, pretty cool, pretty neat idea. And yeah, the heartbeat of the earth with the mass extinction. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, yep. Yep. Yep, good stuff. Let's see. Uh, (laughs) You guys in the chat cracking me up. All right, a couple more, and let's finish this up. Where are we at time-wise? I think we're good. Perfect, right on time. All right, let's do this. Gizmodo. Yeah. In case you're wondering... When will regular people be able to visit the moon? In case you guys are really dying to go to the moon, well, here it is. Uh, Admittedly, these customers are not regular people. They are extremely rich people. Oh, well, there it is. You just have to become extremely rich and you're good to go. So uh, here we go. All right. So basically, uh, long story short, uh, this guy says, I'm not holding my breath. It's true that we've had the basic science and technology to bring ordinary people to the moon and back since the late 60s. The lunar missions of the Apollo program were a tremendous scientific and technological achievement, but the public excitement and taxpayer uh, will uh, will were not enough to sustain that program, and it was retired even before it had completed all it had planned for the first phases, much less a good to make of the futuristic dreams of a moon bases and regular traffic back and forth. So, as always, right, like you can't do this unless you're rich. <laughs> well, if, if you could put all the things into a bucket that exists for that, um, well, I'm not going to bring up Epstein, but I just did. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, you, you can't do some things if you're not rich. But if you are rich, well, you can do those things. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Sociopaths, assholes, billionaires. Yeah. Anyway, you got it. Let's go to, uh, let's see, uh, let's see. Yeah, the cryogenic stuff. I did see that article. I did. I did. Uh, d- only, there's, there's, there's only so much, though. There's only so much we can get to. We'll, we'll uh, try and jam that in for, for uh, Friday, assuming there's no hot piping news that catches, uh, catches us before then. Check this out. This is from the New York Times. Oh, sorry, the Washington Post. Excuse me for mixing the two up. <laughs> they're they're nearly indistinguishable. Uh, all all both a bunch of assholes. Okay. Anyway, Seattle scientist digs up deleted coronavirus genetic data, adding fuel to the COVID origin debate. Now listen to this. Listen to this. An American scientist has incited a new skirmish over the origin of the coronavirus, reporting that he has retrieved potentially significant genetic data about SARS-CoV-2 that has been stored and later deleted from a digital archive at the National Institutes of Health. Hear that? Stored and later deleted. He says, Jesse Bloom, a computational biologist at the Fred Hutchison Cancer Research Center in Seattle, posted his findings at the preprint server BioRxiv, which here is the paper itself if you want to read it. But this guy is uh, suggesting that, uh, well, let's read. Let's just read. Uh, Here we go. So the scientific significance of Bloom's research remained unclear Wednesday, but it stirred instant online reaction. Uh, So let's see. Favorable and unfavorable alike among scientists who have been debating the flurry of theories about the initial coronavirus outbreak. Quote, I recognize this is a hot topic, hot button topic, Bloom said in an interview with the Washington Post. It's not a highly traditional scientific study, but at least has some new data and new information. So Bloom, who retrieved the data through Google Cloud, does not claim that it advances one theory or another, but he contends it bolsters evidence that the virus was circulating in Wuhan, China before a December outbreak of COVID-19. Uh, the illness, blah, blah, we all know what that is. What What is not in dispute is the raw data was deleted from a database at the NIH. Processed forms of the same data were included in a 
preprint paper from Chinese scientists posted in March 2020 after peer review published that June in the journal Small. In any case, you get the point, right? The the uh, uh, Hutchinson Cancer Research Center is where this guy's working, and he's saying that uh, some of this information was deleted, was literally removed from some of the uh, the data that was first rolled out and. Um, who knows? Like, who knows what this means? Uh, is it part of a cover-up? Is it part of a database hiccup, which I really, really doubt? Is it uh, part of who the hell knows what else? But anyway, as you all know, we have the, uh, the we talked about this possibility way back, the genetic genetically modified coronavirus from the bats, right? Like, uh, again, uh, what's his name? What that, that comedian's allowed to say, oh, a pangolin kissed a bat, and so everybody got sick. Or... It leaked from a lab, right? So what makes more sense? And if you have the lab the lab leak hypothesis, what were they doing? Of course, they were working on novel coronaviruses inside the lab and genetically manipulating them. Yes. Come on. Come on now. Come on. Make, make the leap. Make the leap. Make the logical leap. <laughs> what does this mean? What exactly does this mean? I have no idea. Other than it seems to uh, have a, uh, well... We'll see. We'll see as, as it develops. But you guys already know what I think. Let's see. Uh, there you go. Uh, Helena says, space stowaways, let's storm the moon. Oh, let's not do that. <laughs> There's no beer on the moon. <laughs> There's no cheeseburgers on the moon. Why are we, we going to do that? Oh, goodness, no. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Rohan, what's up? Says, his sexy ancient aftershave smells like Bigfoot's s- sick. What? Dragon ladies love it, though. Yeah, exactly. They go back to that thing uh crazy stuff i don't know what's going on with this who knows we're going to continue watching the news cycles god willing tomorrow and the next day and the following day uh so we're done we're done for today but the thing is uh you're in luck because it's monday which means happy monday it's not as dire as you think because we have four more days of troubled minds or troubled minds news tuesday wednesday thursday troubled minds 7 p.m pacific and we have uh troubled minds news on uh friday friday at uh same time same time same place 3 p.m and and let's see. Let's do this real fast and pull up the thank yous to the folks that have subbed up. I noticed we got a new sub there. I see him in the in the chat. What's up? What's up? I got a Rohan sub. What's up, buddy? I see you there. Was that a uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's pull this up real quick and say thank you to the folks that have subbed up. If I missed anybody, uh, please forgive me. I'm, again, a new hard drive, basically. <laughs> I stayed up most of the night trying to put everything back together because, you know, when like a... Uh, new drives get remapped and things like this like uh, it, it can't find anything so i fired up obs which is what i used to stream uh, this and the other show and like nothing was connected i was like oh shit <laughs> so I had, to go, I had to go piece everything back together uh so a- anyway so i'm a little bit behind in a, the digital realm here but uh let's see let's go to this and let's say thanks let's say thanks to the people that have subbed up if i missed you just uh let me know send me a message on discord send me an email trouble minds radio at gmail and um yeah that's what's up that's what's up all right so we are we are what are we doing what are we doing let's do this let's do this let's say thanks to rohan because uh rohan's here and i can say it thanks rohan thanks buddy thanks but i see you i see the i see you subbed up appreciate that let's go to this let's go to this right here Let's go to the Star Wars crawl. And like I said, uh, it's, it hasn't been updated. So if I missed anybody, please let me know. And we will uh, we'll, we'll roll this and continue this. And let's do it. Let's do it. Let's play the outro music and we're done. All right. Thanks again, guys, for hanging out. Thanks for spending your Monday with us. Thanks for uh, thanks for supporting the show. Thanks, 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 thanks. Thanks for all the, the chat and the great calls. Thanks, Ash, for showing up. And uh, let's, uh, let's do it. This is a, a, a huge thank you to all of our amazing supporters. Join the list today. I'm going to say Rohan and Johnson because I didn't add them to the other list yet. Twitch subs, AJ Dare, Alien Nichan, Dark Devious, 40s AM. Ident, what's up, Johnson? Jay up, Jay from New York, Noble Kalel. What's up, guys? Mon- Monochromatic. What's up, Bailey? Not the Golf Channel. I don't know who that is, but thank you. Quint sixty seven. What's up, Robert? Sneaky Carnival. Don't know who that is. Super Vike. What's up, my friend? Satan Claus. That's Joe from Florida. What's up, Patreon supporters? Alien Nichan, Axel Steel, Dark Devious, Dwayne Dibley, Hell Twenty One, Jay up, and of course Matt Sal, Twigs, and Johnson. Johnson and 
Yes, yes, yes. As we finish, this is uh, Troubled Minds News, and we'll be back tomorrow night to do Troubled Minds Radio at 7 p.m. Pacific, and uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, back on Friday to do another news show. And uh, watch watch the podcast feed. You don't need to uh, listen to this on a stream. You can check out the podcast archives. We're damn near caught up, and these things will be streamed one day and be up on the podcast archive the very next so you're going to be able to keep up on the road if you prefer so thanks again for hanging out thanks for all the all the smart chat thanks for listening and uh have a great day it is monday but it's not as dire as it seems have a great one guys we'll catch you soon see you tomorrow Finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.